0: There's all these stigmas around VAs as well as whatever it is, but I am consistently pushing the boundaries on what's possible with our virtual system. I mean, they've bought bikes from, like, they bought gifts for my family before and had it delivered. They've literally they book all my flights, my hotels, like, every my snowboarding passes. They'll do uh, prospecting, phone calls, cold calls, qualification calls. I'm teaching one how to do sales right now. They do Facebook ads, they do uh, funnel creation. It's-
1: This episode is brought to you by Scaling with Systems. Scaling with Systems is a comprehensive program for small businesses and entrepreneurs that know they need to scale their business but don't know how. By partnering with them, you are able to get a fully trained virtual assistant, a killer Facebook group to ring the bell as you close deals in a fantastic support system. If you wanna grow your business and have a framework for success, then reach out to the team at Scaling with Systems at scalingwithsystems.com or contact Ravi directly on Instagram at Ravi Abuvala. That is R-A-V-I-A-B-U-V-A-L-A. Enjoy the show. Today we have Ravi Abuvala. How are you today?
0: I'm doing fantastic, man. That was an excellent pronunciation of my name, man.
1: There we go. I've been practicing all day. (laughs) <laughs> so, so let's uh let's set it, the stage here for the audience give us some background where you came from what are you doing now let's talk a little bit about scaling with systems so everyone can understand who you are
0: yeah connor so first of all appreciate you having me on here man it's been awesome cool journey how we I, how did we actually originally was it an ad that you first came to us at or what yeah you, so, you? so yeah
1: this will be an interesting story for people so long story short there was this video of you i think you moved into an apartment you're filming a video that wasn't even an ad just an organic video talking about you're in your car saying like, oh, you know, people, I love people are going out on the weekends and wasting their time. It's one less person I got to waste, you know, on getting to the top. Yeah. And so then I thought I was watching this video over and over again. I wrote it down on a piece of paper and then I said, fuck it. Let me get this thing made for Ravi. So I get this placket made. I go find out your address, mail it to you. You're like, what the heck this guy doing? So I mail you <laughs> this thing. and then And then probably three months ago when you guys moved or whenever that ended up being, I saw it in one of the videos on Snapchat or Instagram or something like that. So it was funny to see that move around with you as you got to your new place. Oh, that's like
0: my favorite piece of art, my man. It's literally right in our, it's in our content room where we shoot content every single day. So yeah, I literally have people walk in here like, you know, I'll have dates or whatever come up. I'd be like, wow, did you really make that about yourself? I'm like, no, I swear someone made that for me. That's hilarious. Um... But yeah, so just a really quick recap for anyone listening. On thank you for having me on here. I do appreciate you very much, man. This is awesome, and I want to try to give. If you guys are listening to this, uh, I, I promise you. Depending on how Connor sways these questions, I'll get, this will be one of the most valuable podcasts that um, that you listen to. But essentially, very long story short, uh, whole life wanted to be a lawyer. That was the route I was taking. I was going down that kind of rabbit hole. Uh, watched every episode of Law and Order that was out there. So like, I thought that I knew what law was about. Um, graduated from Florida State, and I was going to spend a year studying for law school because in a bit one of the top law schools in the nation, which I wanted to do, you had to spend a lot of time studying for the LSAT. So I, to recap it very quickly, graduated, and three days after I graduated, I was moving back to my house in Florida so I could spend a year studying for law school. My dad was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer, and I hadn't really had a relationship with my dad in a while, and he was living by himself in Atlanta, and he had no one to take care of him. So, literally, the day after I unpacked my car in Florida, repacked it back up again, moved up to Atlanta, moved into his house, which i don 't know if anybody here has lived with their parents after you 've graduated college, but it 's a whole different experience and uh, went to chemo and radiation with him five days a week from like nine a m until about six p m uh, and then I was studying for law school there and then also from six to midnight every single day and I did that for an entire year of my life and my dad's in remission right now. Um, so like uh, super blessed that, you know, it's like one out of 600 or something like that, that actually go into remission from stage four. But um super blessed that, that happened. And also I'm blessed that it happened in the first place because, you know, near the end of it, I was going to, you know, chemo with my dad and there'd be these like 12 to 15 year old kids and these like 35 to 40 year old guys that are sitting next to my dad with these needles in their arms. And it kind of just, you could see and I had conversations with them that they were like saving parts of their life for later on. Like, ah, once I get this job, once I do this enough work, I'll have enough money saved I'll enjoy. And so after, you know, after seeing all this and talking to them, I was like, I don't really know if I want to go to law school. Um, I don't know if this is what I want to do. I'm just doing what other people tell me I want to do. I don't even know what I want to do. And I read a really great book called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Um, and after I read it, I realized that I really was only doing it because the only people that wanted me to do were my mom, my dad, and my dad's side of the family, right? I'm Indian. And like, and at least in our family, it's like doctor or lawyer, right? And ironically, if nobody that was wanting me to be a lawyer was a lawyer. And then everybody who was telling me not to be a lawyer were lawyers. So it was like, <laughs> it was all very skewed. And I just remember after I read that book, uh, I had just came downstairs one day, told my dad, I was like, look, law school. And uh, he was like, you're throwing it all away. What are you doing? And I was like, I don't really know what I'm going to do, but I know it's not going to be law school. Um, so pretty much through that dream down the pipeline, I took the test because I was already really close to the end of it. Uh, so I took the test, actually scored the top 10 percentile. I got in the University of Chicago, which is my dream law school. But once again, still was like, that doesn't deter anything. I still want to do it. Sure. And then I Googled how to make money online. I got retargeted by Ty Lopez uh, and bought into his course, created an agency, did it real wrong in the beginning, like real, real wrong in the beginning. Uh, first six months was in debt, losing money, like crazy hemorrhaging money. And then kind of started realizing, which one of the reasons Connor and I are so close is in my program, kind of started realizing like, uh, you know, the power of VAs and the power of daily prospecting and having outreach going every single day. And when I shifted my focus to that, we, within 30 days, we doing $30,000 a month. And then, you know, now we average a few six figures a month in that company. And then a spinoff from that company was from people like Connor and other people that have followed me online that were like, hey, I see you've created these multiple companies online. How would you done it in record time? And I was like, well, oh, I kind of just followed a proven process and VAs. And uh, people were like, well, can I get those from you? Like, yeah, sure. And so from that, like spun off my new company, which is Scaling with Systems. Um, and we've helped about 400 entrepreneurs. Over, a little over 60 of them are hitting six figures a year. And we have seven doing seven figures a year right now. Uh, all from kind of our systems and processes. So two years ago, I was just talking uh, today because we're going to have our first um, 500K month here in February. And two years ago, I was literally going to be like in law school. And that was the, and, if, and then at one point in my life, when I was maybe 50 years old, I could maybe make $500,000 a year. Two years later, we're going to have our first 500K month in the next 30 days. So it's kind of Yeah. Busy. And
1: that's huge, right? To, to take that step. A lot of people wish for a five figure month, never mind a six figure, you know, half million. It, it, that's, that's the step that people need to get to. And the interesting part about what you've done that other people haven't done is they figured out how to diversify and source out, right? Delegate and eliminate basically four hour work week stuff, you know, Tim Ferriss basically straight up get rid of the stuff that doesn't matter, do the stuff that does matter. And now you've really taken that to the next level. So for the people who, are maybe starting off a business or, or entrepreneurs really just getting going. What is your biggest piece of advice or the mistake that you should, they should not make?
0: What should they avoid? Yeah, great question. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So whenever we like, when we start working with somebody, we usually just follow three simple rules. And I didn't come up with this by any means, but I'll just break it down for you. And uh, it's three steps, eliminate, automate, delegate, right? And so first thing you should do in your business is realize that the 80-20 rule, right? Pareto's principle. So, 80% of the stuff you're doing is producing 20% of the results. 20% of the stuff you're doing is producing 80% of the results. So first thing you really want to do is highlight that 20% that's producing the 80%, start doing more of that, then find the 80% that's producing a 20% and cut out that. So examples of that could be just scrolling aimlessly in social media, maybe going to conventions, but not closing anybody there. You're just spending weekends and weekends at conventions, but you're not doing anything there. Um, you could eliminate emails. I never check emails anymore. My team check my emails for me. Um, you can eliminate, you know, watching TV, whatever it is. These all seem really trivial, trivial to you guys, but almost everyone here can probably agree that when I tell you, you need to spend three to five hours a day doing prospecting, you're going to go, Ravi, I don't have three to five hours a day to do prospecting. And I'm going to go, let's audit what your next two weeks look like. And we're going to see actually how you're spending your time. Uh, so eliminate everything in your life. That's not moving the needle forward. So pretty much everything that's not prospecting, you need to eliminate it or You need to automate it, which is the second step. And we automate a lot of stuff in our company, onboarding new clients, client fulfillment, client management, check-in, you know, reviews for our company, whatever it is, proposals, all that kind of stuff is all automated. And then finally, like what Connor was talking about, and which allowed me to scale all these companies as well as delegation, right? doesn't matter if it's a overseas virtual assistant, which we place for our clients or, you know, a Harvard graduate. Um, a a super solid team member can make the difference between you making it or breaking it. And if you can give them what are known as SOP, centered operating procedures of like proven things, um, then you can make their job a whole lot easier. So like for an example here, if you're listening to this, you have no money, you have nothing to do. I would recommend eliminating everything out of your life for the next 90 days, except for lead generation. Then I would find a virtual assistant. You know, we place them for $3 an hour. You can find them for five, $8 an hour somewhere else and then give them a task like emailing Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram every single day to find your target market and then have them start conversations that you get on the phone with and close people. And if you do that over the next 90 days, I guarantee you money back or Connor will give you money that you will close some deals and make some more money than you are right now.
1: Oh, and I can definitely attest to that. I think the interesting thing that people miss out with the VAs is they think, oh, well, it's it's not maybe English-based work or it's in another country or there's it's something that's less than ideal. But if you look at 80-20, would you rather do 10,000 things a day that are not quite perfect or one per day because you're stuck on everything else? And and the crazy thing is that everybody would rather, you know, up front they think, let's do the one, let's get the one thing perfectly, and you realize that's never going to move the needle forward. And because of that, you get stuck in this trap, right? Fulfillment try and get sales, lose a client, get fulfillment. And you kind of go through this system over and over and over again. And the crazy part is that it's so simple to fix that and it doesn't cost that much money, right? And it's like, a, it's a roller coaster, right? You literally just described it, right? So you like, somehow you love I think it's like a crazy statistic of
0: the percentage of entrepreneurs or business owners that have no lead generation system in place. Like, especially we work a lot of with chiropractors and medical spas, whatever it is, like majority of it, lion's share comes from referrals, right? And referrals are great. I love referrals. Don't get me wrong. Referrals are incredible. But it's very hard to grow a business on referrals like it's not like an on-demand system to grow a business on referrals right so you have to find another way around it and that's why we start talking about like consistently generation daily whether it's facebook ads youtube ads email instagram outreach whatever it is um and if you can do that then while you're you close a client and then either your va or for fulfilling the client you can still have calls in your calendar tomorrow or the next day and you know Billy Jean, which I don't know if you're familiar who Billy Jean is, yeah. but yeah, a great guy. And he talks about he's like the amount of money you make is directly correlated with the amount of offers you're making on a daily basis. And so, Oh, like, absolutely. No and Frank doing, Kern talks about the same thing too, Frank right? Frank Kern says the exact same thing. Yeah, I love Frank Kern. Yeah, yeah. he says that he works with Grant as well, and it's just like so. That's that's my goal. Like right now, our goal is to hit a million a month in our company. And I was like, based on all the numbers that we're doing right now. I'm working backwards on, on what we need to do in order to hit that. And like, one of the things we do is we have to make 19 offers a day based on the numbers that we have very conservative, very conservative based on the numbers we have, we have to make 19 offers a day to hit a million dollars a month in our company. And so like, that's everything I say to my team. I'm like, you need to make 19 offers a day, 19 offers a day. And so like, I have that number in my mind. Cause I know 19 offers a day. If this percentage closes and this percentage actually pays or whatever it is, like we'll hit the million a month mark. Most people have no idea what their number is. And most people aren't even making one offer a day, let alone 19, right? So it's kind of cool when you can work on that, systemize the back end to the point where you're only getting to play with the lead generation side. And then just like, where can I get more leads from, right? And that's why you know I reached out to Connor because I was like, I want to get on a podcast so I can get more leads because I have everything else systemized and, and delegated. So I just need to find
1: more ways to make more offers, right? Yeah. And that's the crazy thing too, is that people have the opportunity to make the offer, but they don't. They do these discovery calls and they just talk and just talk and talk. And then it's like, and then what? So what? Right? You have to make that offer. And the interesting thing that I've noticed is if you just make the offer up front, people take it. Send the, send the proposal, send that offer. Just say, listen, what's it going to take for us to move forward right now? What's and the it going to take? Years-
0: Their business, like, that's why I like B2B, business to business versus business to consumer. Because B2C, okay, you might have to have these conversations, how your kids, how your wife, but as a business owner, and you might agree as well, I respect my time. I respect other people's time. So if you're going to like pitch me on something, let's get to how it can help me and let me see if I'm going to do it or not, right? I don't want to have the whole small talk thing. Like, just tell me what it is. Tell me how much it costs. And then I'll tell you if I want to be a part of it or not. Like, that's why I like B2B.
1: Right. And I think the, the proportion of risk to cost is like one of the most important things when pitching, because like in our business, we have such a low cost product for them that when they, when we pitch it, most of the time, the answer I get is this, that's it. <laughs> and, and so we that means know you need that, to
0: increase your price, Connor.
1: <laughs> yeah, it probably does mean we need to increase the price, but, but here's the thing. People say Yes. And the reason they say yes is because the value we're providing above and beyond our price is such a great gap that they just look at it and say, yeah, absolutely no problem at all. But what other people do is they have a very high price and don't create enough value and kind of go up that stack. And so people, they do the call and then people say, no, I'm not interested in that. Right. And, and at the end of the day, for me, you know, people always tell me, you got to increase your price, you got to increase your price. But we close nine out of 10 deals we talk on the phone to. So for me, I would rather take 10 calls, have a lower price and close them all and not have to go through the minutia of follow-up. We don't have to do follow-up. If you do one call, you don't have to do follow-up. It saves me lots of time, right? And ad dollars. So for us, I just like that, right? It's a lower cost thing. I tell them, if you want to leave at day 31, knock yourself out, leave. But you won't because you're paying such a low price and getting so much value that you're just going to stay. Yeah. And that makes
0: sense. And I just say, I like high ticket, but at the same time, like, sure. If you have a consistent low cost recurring product, then yeah, you can make, I know people that have literally made tens of millions of dollars from those. Like they don't have high ticket stuff. It's just low ticket like that. And, uh, and, and that's even, and that's even more of a reason why you should make more offers, right? It's like, if it's such a low ticket, it's like, then why would they not even at least try it for 30 days? Right. Whatever it is. Well, so. well that's
1: exactly it. And for us, like when we talk about our, our business and, and some of the prospecting that we do for our clients, I tell them, listen, we're 500 bucks a month. There's no startup cost. There's no anything else that goes on, but for six grand a year, you can work with us. That's it. That's all it takes. You've wasted six grand before on probably a good night out. You know what I mean? It's, it, it's one of those things that's like, it's not that bad, but here's the cool part. We scale based on the number of sales reps they have in their team. So if they have 10 sales reps and they pay $500 a month times 10 sales reps. And so oh, wow. we built out a system that allows them to scale their business and we can scale with them at the same time, as opposed to a traditional model, which is price per business. Right. And so because of that, we say, listen, let us earn your business. Let us show you how we can take you to the next level. And when you hire the next rep, guess what? You can plug them right into our system and we can help you generate leads for that individual. And so the cool concept is like, you have these high ticket, high quality services, but look at the VAs at the end of the day, they're paying three to $5 for a VA. You can get five of these guys in your team for less than U.S. labor. And they're doing way more work. Yep. That's insane. Like the amount of prospering they do.
0: And you said earlier, like, you know, ten thousand things imperfectly or one thing perfectly and you know there's all these stigmas around VAs as well as whatever it is, but I am consistently pushing the boundaries on what's possible with our virtual assistant. I mean they've bought bikes from like they bought gifts from my family before and how to deliver it. They've literally, they book on my flights, my hotels, like every my snowboarding passes, they'll do uh, prospecting, phone calls, cold calls, qualification calls. I'm teaching one how to do sales right now. They do Facebook ads. They do uh, funnel creation. It's like, you know, one thing that I've learned my Two, two words that have changed my life and a lot of my roommates quote it all the time is just limiting beliefs right so just yeah. because you don't think something is possible doesn't mean that it's actually not possible it's just because you've been predisposed to believe that it's not possible so i was told like based on my pa- parents experience of you know vAs that, oh they can't do this or they can't do that but we live in a modern world where everyone has access almost everyone has access to internet and a modern education and it's like you know i have a team of VAs, other than my sales guys, I have a team of VAs that run a seven-figure company for me. I mean, it's like it's—I'm not even a part of that company at all, and it's just the VAs running it, and they know what they're doing as well. But it's a different culture over there. They're very disciplined. They're very hardworking. I mean, you can attest to how great they are as well. So it's like people who who are afraid of them, because these are your really options, right? You have three options: stay where you are right now and continue having a whole lot more of what you're having, which. I'm assuming if you're listening to this podcast, might not be everything that you want. Number two is hire someone in the U.S. or in the uh, you know in a first world country, have the pay them fifty to eighty thousand dollars a year to do something that a VA could do for two dollars and fifty cents an hour for around seven thousand dollars for the entire year, um, and then also pay for their. Health insurance, medical insurance, uh, payroll taxes. You have to be careful in case they ever sue you. You know, you have to be careful with the hours you tell them to do, whatever it is. Also, they're going to be on Facebook and Instagram the whole time, scrolling through. You pay for their body body breaks, whatever it is. Or third, final option is wash away the stigma you have against VAs. Try it out. You have literally nothing to lose, and find out that the like for us, we place from the Philippines. They are we place over four hundred VAs in the Philippines right now, and we treat them very well. They are the hardest working people I've ever worked with in my entire life. They're so disciplined. They're so honest. They're family people. It's really all built into their culture. And for me, it obviously all just weighs down on one side. And whenever I say stuff like that, people are like Ravi, you're taking jobs in the U S or you, Hey, look, we run eight, we have an 18 person team right now. And half of them are VAs and half of them are in the U S. So I'm still placing in the U S like, don't get me wrong. It's I'm still doing it as well. But the real secret to all of this is I allow my VAs to do the stuff that needs to be done, but my U S workers don't want to do, or it's not worth their time. Like I don't want my sales guys to generate their own leads. I'd rather have my VAs generate the leads and qualify them. And then my sales guy can do what they're best at, which is close deals. But if I'm making my sales guys generate the leads and close the leads and follow up with the leads, you're going to get exhausted and they're not going to be like hitting at peak potential the entire time. So it is actually, they complement each other really well rather than contrast each other.
1: Yeah. And that's, that's the concept that I think a lot of people miss too, is they think that a salesperson has to do the full sales cycle, the prospecting, the actual lead generation, the first appointment, the qualification, the close, the implement, you know, all these pieces. And that's just not the case. And again, that's one of those limiting beliefs where you just think, this is how I've learned it. This must be correct. And that's just not the case. And one of the things that I've noticed the most is kind of what you're talking about. Test the limits of your people test the vas try to get them to order something on amazon for you try to get them to book something see what happens like what's the worst that's going to happen you lose a couple hundred bucks you have a you know who cares right the goal is how far can you push the boundaries to make sure that you can get the result you're looking for and still grow your company month over month right my team literally has a, a discretionary fund of 500 dollars every single month where
0: if they want to try something or they want to fix something or there's an issue and it costs less than 500 dollars to do just do it and don't even bother me about it. Right. Because I'm like, it's not even worth my time to come in here and try to do it because like, so then we'll just tie it back once again, if you're worried about them making a mistake on an Amazon order or on something that's sitting in client and you might lose a hundred dollars. So you might lose a hundred dollars if they do it wrong if they do it wrong. Uh, or you can actually have them do it and they do it right. And then you can spend that same hour you're going to do, juggling all this stuff over here, doing a $2,000, $3,000, $5,000, $10,000 an hour task as well, right? So you just start realizing how much is your time worth. Um, and if you realize like, you know, I think the average US business owner is like charges $250 an hour in the US. Um, and it's like, if you think your time is worth $250 an hour, and you're not willing to pay $3 an hour to have somebody do something for you, um, then you're all ass backwards. And then on top of it as well, The reason why I sucked the first six months of my business is because I just didn't want to do lead generation, right? The consistent Facebook messages, consistent Instagram messages, consistent emails, like that's boring and it's very mundane. It's very redundant. And people are saying, you know, F off and I hate you and stop emailing me and you're the worst person in the world over and over and over again. And I'm like, this is exhausting. I don't want to do this. And I was like, okay, well, I can either rely on myself to do it where I know that I'm really not reliable. uh, And. I can get distracted easily and I won't do it. Or I can just pay someone less than $400 a month to keep my calendar full the entire time. And since I can and came to that realization in August of uh, 2018, there has not been a, a day in almost two years now uh, that was why we've had that success we've had across our businesses.
1: Wow. And so for the, the people who are listening, what would you say is the most important thing to do once they've gotten a VA. So we talked about before that, right? They have their business and they're taking this leap and they're thinking, how am I going to spend some money to grow the business? Well, you're going to start with lead generation. You're going to spend again, $3 an hour, four or $500 a month. And then what? Yeah. So once you get your VA, a few things we always say is like, first of all, establish like
0: VA management is super important. They're just like employees anywhere else. Right? So like first thing you do is you establish expectations uh, and KPI. So whenever we hire someone, it's like, Hey, Connor, I'm taking you in my company right now because I want my calendar full every single day. I want no, nonstop until I literally am falling asleep on phone calls. I want my calendar full. That is why you have a position in our company right now. And that's what I need you for. I'm going to give you a bunch of trainings on how to do it based on your past experience or while you're going through this. If you realize there's a more efficient way to do it, just do the more efficient way and let me know that you're doing it that way. Because the bottom line is I just want the end result, which is booked appointments. And if I don't get those, I'm going to have to say it's something that you're doing wrong or you're not letting me know that I'm doing something wrong. So we set expectations by saying this is what we want you to do. And then I actually say, you know, when I did this by myself while juggling fulfillment and CEO responsibilities and exercising, whatever else it is, I was able to do three appointments a day. You're going to do this full time every single day for eight hours a day. So I want a minimum of six appointments a day for you. Does that sound fair? And at the end of the day, you let me know exactly what you did and how many appointments we got that day. So I establish what I want them to do, that their sole job is to book appointments and that I want six appointments a day. And then once I tell them all that and we're all on the same page for all of it, then I just give them the instructions, the training, right? We talk about SOPs and in our program, people literally get all of our standard operating procedures in our company. We literally copy and paste like uh, personal branding, public relations, lead generation, Facebook ads, YouTube ads, funnel creation. They literally get inside of their company. But like, if you're listening to this right now, all you have to do is just create a checklist, right? You can do it on Google docs, whatever it is. Hey, you know, open up my Facebook. Hey, type in chiropractor in the search bar or chiropractor at land in the search bar. Go to each of those Facebook pages, send this message attached below. If they respond, post that in my Slack channel or respond back with this, get them a book to point whatever it is. And so like whenever someone's starting with our, in our program, lead generation is probably 95% of the people. That's what they need, number one. And so that's what we tell them to do. And that's all it takes. Like you don't even need my program. I just gave you guys like the secret right now. Most of you guys won't do it, but it's like, <laughs> Just you go online, you create a little to-do list on how to do it. You do it once to make sure that you can do it
1: from the SOP. And then
0: you just give it to somebody else to do it for you.
1: Yeah. And and do you think that people, the biggest difference is that they don't actually do it's the action step? Because what you're saying is like in your program, a lot of it's accountability, right? Like making sure that people are doing stuff properly and actually doing it every day. But like, what about the self-motivated people? Do you think they are just separate from the pack because they know that they have to do it every single day? Yeah, that's an interesting question. And like, yeah, so like obviously with our program, you get like an entire course. We
0: cover all ads training. You get all of our SOPs, all of our pitch decks, proposals, like every messaging we've ever done. Um, And then you also get the Q&A calls and the Facebook group in addition to the virtual assistant. And so for me, a lot of times I see you know, even self-motivated people, whatever it is, like you get enough no's and fuck-offs and you're eventually going to be like, oh. or if you get enough days where you haven't made money, you're going to be like, oh, this is so tough. And that's why for me, when I got into this world, it's because I saw on Ty Lopez testimonials of other guys are making money online. And I'll just be honest with you, Connor. I was like, if this idiot can make money online, like I know that I can make money. Like, I mean, these guys yeah. couldn't even speak English. And I'm yeah. like, I know I can make money online, right? So I think the benefit of the program, in addition to the VA and all of the coursework is... The, the community, right? The Facebook group. It is an incredible with 400 plus people inside of there. It's literally like every single day people are posting wins, questions, ideas, thoughts. People are starting businesses there. We hold masterminds. Like, so it's a community of people. Um, number one and number two, it's also motivating because like we have something called ring the bell. So anytime someone gets a deal in, they ring the bell. And then like right now, the reason I was late to this call was because I was trying to put in a Facebook post, all the ring the bells we've had the past seven days. There's 38 of them. So I'm like trying to like, upload them in a Facebook before we had, that's why I was to this call. And, uh, and so imagine like, you're like, I don't know if this works. I don't know if I can do this. And then every day you're seeing somebody else, boom, boom, money, money, money. Like, damn, well they're doing it. And I obviously can do it then. And so it kind of motivates you for that. And then yeah, the Q and a calls like motivated or not motivated. Like, a lot of the coaching calls I get on is just me going, like, yeah, well, did you do the things that we talked about last week? I'm like, well, no. And I'm like, well, this conversation is pretty much useless. And like, just calling people out on their bullshit.
1: Right. It's accountability. Yeah. And that's what it is,
0: right? And that's what I tell people. Like, and my sales team says the same thing on the call. Like, if you are faint of heart and you want somebody to, like, oh, it's okay, Connor, it's fine. You'll get to it. I know you've had a tough week. Uh, this is the wrong program for you because I'll just pretty much straight out come out and be like, honestly, we've been saying the same stuff for six weeks and the definition of insanity is saying the same thing or doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. And that's exactly what you're doing right now. Um, So it's cool having discipline, but for me the biggest difference was when I started making money was I joined an online, I, I paid for a course. And with that course came an online Facebook group for like all the people that paid inside of it. And like half those people, are now some of my closest friends. I actually, I just moved to San Diego with three of them that I met inside of that group as well. So I think like business can be lonely. And if you can kind of find a community of other people that share a lot of the same values and beliefs and are going through the same journey as you, you can get so much value out of it. Not even just a monetary value, but just like a happiness value.
1: Yeah. And that, and that's the probably the most important thing about entrepreneurship, right? There's a lot going on. It's extremely difficult. It's hard to have that grit all the time. So what people really need to focus on is making sure that they have the opportunity to have other people around them all the time, right? And so to wrap things up here, what is the number one takeaway you'd give people, whether that's in lead generation or in VAs or in the course or working with you? What what is the biggest thing that people can take away that will help them now? Not like six months from now, but now.
0: Uh, so the first thing is going to be kind of go back to that that st- that step, and I'll tell you I have a course, a uh, little free course called uh, uh, Three Steps of Scaling, and we'll just link it down below. Um, I honestly don't know the URL, but I'll link it down. I'll good. give it to you whatever it is because uh, it's a free course, and I break this down and in- individually. Um, but it's like so eliminate. So I would if you're listening right now and you want to make changes right now. Like moving a lot is not going to do anything, right? It has to be moving towards the, the right thing. So I would start auditing your time. I, I have my clients put a timer on their phone uh, every hour and they write down in a journal what they're doing that, that previous hour. So I'll start auditing your time and seeing how you're spending it, figuring out where in your company are you doing that 80-20 rule. So which clients are taking up all your time but making you the least amount of money? Fire those. Which clients are you never calling you but they are have the biggest retainers? Call them and figure out how, if they have referrals of their friends, because you know, people like that hang out together. Um, so eliminate a lot of the bullshit out of your life. Don't be super ruthless with it. Um, and then I'll skip the automate step because that's hard to do without uh, without the course because there's a lot of automation softwares. But and the final one is delegation. If you're a solo entrepreneur, you don't have to come through scaling with systems. You don't like, you don't have to go to rubywallet.com. All you have to do is go to Fiverr or Upwork or Facebook group or whatever it is and say, hey, I'm looking for a VA who can help me. And if you guys want actionable steps today, it's literally your solo entrepreneur, which a lot of you guys are, or if you have two or three team members, but nobody's doing prospecting full time, I would recommend getting a virtual assistant so they can do that. Like for us, we average our clients do three to 5,000 pieces of touch points a day to their target clients. So three to 5,000 a day, 30 days, like you're talking about literally 90,000 touch points. Um, and so imagine having that going out every single month, what your business would look like. So, if you're listening to this right now, it would be to find a team member that can full job is to move the needle forward for you. Doesn't matter how much you pay them is $3 an hour or $15 an hour. If they're making you an extra five, 10, 15, 20, 30, $50,000 a month, who cares? Right. Uh, Andy for sellers, like if it costs you, if it makes you money, it doesn't cost you any money. And I love that saying. And so that's what we talk about as well.
1: Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you being on the prospecting show here and uh, thank you so much for coming by. Yeah, man, Connor, it was an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me on here. I hope you guys all got some value out of it. If you, uh,
0: I'm sure Connor, will drop my links down below, but I always like hearing from people that come from our, uh, come from podcasts. So if you guys want to, you can just go to uh and you guys can find a little bit more information about our program, what we offer. There's some free trainings on there, a bunch of different links, or find me on Instagram or Facebook, you know, at raviubabala, R-A-V-I-A-B-U-B-A-L-A and shoot me a message, say you came over here and let me know if you guys have any other questions. Have any
1: Thanks so much, man.
0: Yeah, I appreciate it.